Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day to all of you, our viewers from the hot and dry but beautiful city of Abuja. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the energy focused edition of Money Radio on Leadership Podcast. Today we are discussing an issue. And the topic says, has the power sector privatization failed? We're looking at it from the perspective of the discourse. In the studio to discuss that with me is uh, our energy guru, uh, Mr. Anthony Siko, our delectable one. Anyway, Ipe, you're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And your host, Keith Hammond. So, we have been getting complaints from the discourse that they're not making enough money. And it's not this year, it's not last year, it's not 2020. We're talking about a perennial issue. They are not making money. And uh, they look at that as, or they consider that their excuse for not buying enough power distributed to Nigerians. In fact, from the perspective of the consumers, probably because the discos are the closest to the consumers, but the bulk of the problem is actually on the, the discos. Uh, the, the, the bulk of the, the accusation mm. of uh, uh, failure has been on the discos. And a recent development, we have seen three discos being brought under receivership to so to speak although not for the same reasons their reasons are uh, one reason is different but the other two are similarly the same and um, all of that gives concern to nigeria has the power sector privatization failed let's look at it from the perspective of the discourse today sir over to you yeah um for decades um, Nigerians do not seem to have um, gotten any form of respite in yes. terms of um, power supply. And um, the privatization of um, the, the power utilities were more like, uh, I, I would say, a breath of fresh air for many Nigerians. They received it with so much optimism that um, there, there was going to be a huge change in the. In the can we insert a word here? A prospective breath of fresh air. <laughs> because oh, oh, that breath course. of fresh air we have not seen, we have we have we have, yes, we have not breathed it yet. <laughs> that's why I said um for everyone, you know, we had um Nigeria has a pre- uh, a precedent when it comes to a privatization, a work, a, a successful privatization. Talking about the um, telecom sector, yes. so we were, uh, a lot of Nigerians were still under same impression that yes. the same way um, the, uh, the telecom sector was privatized and it, it came out a huge success. It was with that same expectation that um, a lot of Nigerians looked at um, the uh, electricity pri- uh, sector privatization, but. Like you said, we are still holing our breath. <laughs> <laughs> we are still holding our breath 
manager appointed by the Amcon yeah. uh, has taken over the Badon distribution um, company yeah. and um, the, this, the manager was appointed sometime last year and we were just uh, taking over and what was the reason the uh, company was not honoring its um, uh, obligation to the lender the bank who has now who has turned over those debts as bad debts to Amcon. Amcon has to take possession of that uh, of that uh, organization. I heard and, that there has been a reversal of that. Ah, uh, yeah. They are working on a reversal. I am not aware that there has been a complete reversal. Okay. So. Uh, Prior to that, we saw the case with um, Abuja Electricity Distribution Company, where we had, um, you know, it's one of the best, if I can put it that way, or in terms of all of them. And you saw uh, where the bank that loaned it money, also taking it, taking over the management, yeah. and it, it, we were like, oh. If um, Abuja can go through this <laughs> and then followed by Badon, and then much earlier we had seen a situation where the federal government had to take over the, the Yolaji school. Yeah. Uh, and then even the Although for that one, they, they said it was because of security, security concerns. concerns and all that. But, but the underlying factor was um, uh, not lack of performance. Yes. And then the uh, the company just said they couldn't go on with it in terms of security, and then they were not providing, they were not um, uh, living up to expectation of providing the uh, electricity, as in the case with most of them. But these all these um, issues have brought to the fore the the challenges inherent in this sector, the, the uh, deep-rooted problems mm -hmm. that are in the sector. So now it begins to bring up the issue more and more, whether um, this uh, the entire privatization process was not just um, a work oversight. Yeah, uh, that is what I am thinking because uh, some experts in the industry have actually pointed out a few flaws, a few mistakes, as they put it, a few mistakes that uh, characterized the process, the mm -hmm. privatization process. You know, one of uh, the experts, the former uh, Nigeria Electricity Regulatory Commission. Uh, of uh, Sam, Dr. Sam Amadi, he made a salient point. He said, um, when you borrow money with the hope of paying back, borrow money in a foreign currency with mm -hmm. the hope of paying back in a local currency, mm -hmm. where the local currency is not stable, mm -hmm. 
uh, if you want to say stable, maybe you can say the local currency is stable in the sense that it is having or it has been experiencing a sustained, unrelenting downward spiral. Mm -hmm. Yes, a domino effect uh, kind of uh, uh, situation with the local currency. So when you borrow money, in, uh, say at the time, these people borrowed that money, so 2013, uh, thereabouts. At the time, these investors borrowed money uh from local uh, foreign institutions the exchange rate was around 197 to a dollar wasn't up to that mm -hmm. the exchange rate in um, 2013 was around uh, uh 157 thank you so pay now <laughs> in the local currency we're talking about 500 or something mm -hmm. close to 600 so it makes it it makes it more expensive, expensive to pay debt and uh, naturally the discos are finding themselves in a fix the thing don't hook them for neck bone they inside their foot so to speak uh, uh, in a symbolic manner we can say uh, there's a serious bone inside the foot of the discos they are finding it difficult to pay and uh, they blame that uh, on insufficient uh, revenue these funds according to them not receiving cost re reflective tariff. tariff yes so they say they want cost reflective tariff so what is that cost, cost reflective tariff should nigerians pay tariff based on the mistakes of the process or discourse what is cost reflective tariff? I've done a personal, um, a personal uh, research on this issue. Are Nigerians actually paying too much for electricity? And from that research, I realized that the most expensive countries in terms of uh, tariff. Okay, let me put it this way. Um, and the research was done, I did the research sometime in 2008 and 2009. So, the most expensive countries in terms of somewhere around 34 cents. 34 cents per, uh, per unit. That is the highest. And that is countries like Norway, they have Sweden, you have Denmark, you have uh, North Korea, uh, sorry, not North Korea, South Korea, and a few other. So Germany included. Those are the places where you pay the highest for uh, for a unit of electricity. Whereas there are places where they pay as low as two cents per unit. Maybe considering the exchange rate situation right now, that's tariff may be around 10 cents for Nigeria, but at that time it was 16 cents. Now in the US there are some states that uh, depending on which state you pay between 13 to 17 cents. So when you talk about cost reflective tariffs, uh, you're looking at global standards. Mm -hmm. Nigerians are not doing too bad and uh, the rate that I used or not the rate but the uh, 
units recovery the, the, based on the exchange rate mm-hmm. and the, the cost per unit. Mm-hmm. I was looking, I, I did uh, somewhere, it was around 25, 24.5 naira per unit. Now oh, the thing is somewhere God. around uh, 40. Yes. So Nigerians are actually not doing badly when it comes to staying. Uh, yeah, uh, well, the explanation has been given that um, Nigeria, of course, with the cost um, reflective tariffs, Nigeria, all um, Nigerians don't pay the same for electricity. That's another thing. Yes. So um, at the peak of it, mm-hmm. the consumers who get up to 20 to 24 hours of um, electricity. Electricity, uh, electricity supply mm-hmm. pay the highest. Yes. And then followed by the next band who pay a lower um, tariff and on and uh, and down it goes until the lowest who get like or uh, maybe up to eight hours um, per day or less. Some and, people don't get eight hours. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, with that, like um, I've put this question across. So um, how many percentage of Nigerians um, consumers mm-hmm. pay up to get up to twenty to twenty four? Um, our supply of electricity. I and, do, but I am I am among the privileged. And the answer was that it's um it's up to thirty percent. Although to me, thirty percent to me that um thirty percent is a high yeah, estimate. No, 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 no. It's it's, 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 it's an unrealistic. Yes, estimate. it's a very high estimate if I can say that. The, the majority of Nigerians don't get They're up to ten up per, to, per hours. Up to ten hours yes. because. As um, we've seen um, the figures, um, independent generation of power that is off the grid yes. still supplies um, as much as 70% yes. of the electricity need in the country. So um, maybe that is where they are basing. But if 30% of all the um, supply from the, uh, from the national grid mm-hmm. If um, all electricity consumers in the country constitute 30%, all electricity, those who get their supply from the national grid, yes. constitute 30% of what is supplied, then would you say that 30% of Nigerians mm-hmm. are getting or 30% of the consumers are getting up to? Uh, but um, like, um, it's been also said that it is those thirty percent that are paying the cost reflective tariff, uh-huh. and so the others, um, the both the generators and the distributors, they need to work up, um, work many more consumers up the ladder to ensure that they also get to the point of paying a cost reflective tariff. Yes. Uh, besides that. Um... You know, we may go to some other aspects of this thing because uh, when it comes to cost-reflective tariff, I maintain, I maintain, and I continue to maintain that the distribution companies cheat those they consider uh, or those in the category of uh, paying uh, estimate, those uh, estimated uh, bills. So, I continue to see, and uh, there is no doubt about it, it is clear uh, the, the distribution companies are cheating, they charge them more, far more 
when I say far more, I can I can prove it far more. So when it comes to the issue of cost reflecting tariffs, these drug distribution companies are actually not doing well. Not doing well in the sense that they cheat Nigerians and then they continue to complain that Nigerians are not paying cost reflecting tariffs. When we come back, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll discuss more on this and then we'll look at what we can uh, advise government to do. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back, viewers. You are still on to Energy Focus of Money Radio, and this is a leadership podcast. We are discussing a topic today that uh, focuses on the power sector, and uh, the question is, has the privatization process failed? Uh, we are looking at it from the perspective of distribution companies and uh, in the studio discussing that with me remains Mr. Anthony Oko and I'm your host Keith Hammond. So, sir, we were talking about cost reflective tariffs just before we went on that break. Uh, we shouldn't dwell much on that because the, 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 the evidence is there that uh, this cost reflective tariff actually is not in the favor of consumers, it is in the favor of uh, uh, distribution companies when it comes to this issue of estimated payments. I can prove it. I say so. It's just like this. You are selling a product and I come to buy from you. Or I am selling a product, you come to buy from me. I'll take, for example, this phone. I'm selling this. I know the worth of it. You are coming to buy. You don't know the worth of it, and we begin to haggle. I know how much I want to sell it. Say I want to sell it ten thousand naira, and we are haggling around fifteen thousand naira. I am kidding you. You don't know. That's how it is with these distribution companies when it comes to the issue of estimated billing, and I can prove it. So let's not discuss. So yes. Um, <laughs> and again, I, I assume it's uh, estimated billing actually going to be seen as a part because Let's hope there so. is um, a deal in the National Assembly that is um, going to ban and then when that is done, um, uh, let's say that will for the distribution companies to ensure that are you every, following that bill? Everyone is um, are you following that bill and how soon will it be coming Well, um, it's making progress anyhow. I hope so, the progress is as early as uh, maybe two or three months from now because yeah. this thing uh, it will bring a reprieve to many Nigerians. Yes, it, it, it uh, will. Nigerians uh, are suffering. Yes. However, let's um, take a look at um, the the privatization process. Yes, that is where that is our issue today. The from um, data from the Bureau of uh, Public Enterprises that the agency that was responsible for the um, privatization process yes along with the national council for privatization put the total figure that the federal government received for um sale of the distribution companies at 1.26 billion dollars hmm. in, in 2013 and if we look at the exchange rate at that time, um, 157.58 to the dollar, mm -hmm. 
that is less below 200 um, billion. billion. That is what the uh, federal government will see at that time. And um, the then uh, minister of power yeah. had said it was a good thing that um, the power entities were being um, privatized because government alone cannot uh, invest mm -hmm. the uh, what is needed, the, the kind of investment that is needed to get the sector back to its feet. Government alone wouldn't be able to, to, to do that. So um, the companies who took this um, uh, utilities over, they are meant to come in bringing fresh funds to work on the um, infrastructure, especially especially the distribution infrastructure, which is our focus today. Um, the distribution companies, they said they can't um, take in all that all the power that is generated because of faulty infrastructure. They can't get it all out to the consumers. So it constitutes a problem. But this is what they were brought. This is what in. they were brought in to do. This is what they were brought in to do. And over the years, we have seen the federal government, despite the meager, uh, by today's standard, yes. very meager amount that it got of for course. the privatization, yes, is pumping as pumping trillions. Yes, of course, trillions of naira over the years just to get this done, and yet. Nothing is being done. The distribution companies seem to have contributed nothing. less or nothing. So, are we saying that is the private the is it really is it working? The fact is, it's not working. It's not working. At least from the standpoint of consumers, it's not working. And as we speak, there's um a debt of. Uh, 850 billion yes being owed the, uh, the generation companies by this same by this same distribution companies so looking at it from the perspective of the discourse we can see gross failure right there yes we can see gross failure and uh, maybe president buhari needs to look into this thing because they were supposed to maybe. be was they were supposed to um do a kind of assessment a, a, a performance, a performance assessment. assessment after five, five years, years which, is suppo which was supposed to be in 2018. 2018 yes and as we speak we understand that the bureau of public uh, enterprises is um, the one handling that performance uh, assessment please be quickly we would like that um, assessment to be concluded and decision taken based on them for the interest of all Nigerians. And um, the administration would also be doing um, Nigerians a huge, a huge um, good mm -hmm. if it takes a closer look into uh, the entire process. For instance, one would have thought that um, when the Federal Ministry of Power took over Yola Disco, yes. that that would be an opportunity to look at it very well and ensure that when a a new uh, investor takes it over mm -hmm. that the mistakes of the past 
would be, uh, would be, be corrected. corrected. Yes. Of course, um, towards the end of last year, a new investor took over Yola Distribution uh, Company, paid um, $19 billion for it, and um, besides paying that, was also supposed to make um, investment in, in to improve infra infrastructure. To what level are they honoring um, this obligation? I have a question to ask. I have a serious question to ask. If distribution companies claim that they are not making profit, they are operating at a loss. Now, <laughs> a sector, a business that you are not making profit, another person is prepared to come and invest 19 billion to buy that business. <laughs> going to now look at the uh, IBC, Ibadan um, Electric Distribution Company. Now, <laughs> the thing was supposed to be seized, and they are negotiating, coming back or reversing that uh, decision mm -hmm. that is to pay some money mm -hmm. to come back and claim mm -hmm. that company. If you are operating at a loss, at a why loss, go back to that company? Back. So you, you you see the point there? Yes. <laughs> you know, it took the it took it got to the point that the central bank had to escrow their account. Yes. Not allowing them to spend from the money that comes in because um, a lot of money gets into their account, but they were not ready to honor those obligations the they point. just saw it as some uh, piece of uh piece of the, the, the national, national cake. cake which they could um, eat and allow all the the problems to continue to fester and then it took the central bank stepping in to escrow their account and being the one to say okay this portion should go to here this should go to this Settling their obligations for them before we have seen the little respite that is on ground right now. So, this thing is funny. It's really funny. It's not funny. <laughs> we say it's not funny, but why should I continue to do business that I'm not making profit? And in fact, I want to kill myself for remaining a business that I'm not making profit from. Who wants to operate at a loss? <laughs> But the fact that remains that these companies cannot be um, allowed to continue business as usual. That is why I think President Buhari should actually step in and leave one yes. of these as a legacy. So that, look, this, this is, let me not uh, accuse you of uh, something I'm not able to, uh, to prove, but uh, if you want to talk about uh, a dark or you want to talk about a shady process or a shady activity this uh this discourse actually or the, the the activities of the discourse actually pass from shady uh, activity there are many things we don't know how many of them have actually brought their brought their accounts or their books to say this is how much loss we have made this is how much uh, you, you, we have you made. can imagine that abuja disco for 20 months was deducting staff pension without remitting without remitting it. it. Oh, that is fraud. That is fraud. without remitting it. That is fraud. And it has to take the the the, the uh, unions putting their feet down and throwing the entire um, 
franchise of of, of the Abuja disco into darkness. You know, uh, the, 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 this uh, pension issue is supposed to be seven or eight percent from the company. Seven point five. Seven point five from the company. Seven point five percent from the individual. So it's supposed to be fifteen percent every yes. month of your salary. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are not paying your workers, uh, if you are not paying into their pension account, your your workers' pension account, you don't fully. Really, what you are deducting from them, you don't pay. That is fraud. Then it means they are not even paying in their own um, obligation. So if some of these people were in China by now, they would have been. They would have been shot a long time. <laughs> are you talking about? But be that as as it may, um, there is need for um, the urgent revisiting of, of the, this the, the, privatization yeah, 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 process, yeah, 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 especially yeah. at the weakest link. Which, which is the, the discussion yes, conference. Yes, yes. I agree with Or else, 100%. we will continue to go round and round this vicious circle. Yes. And no matter what is pumped into it by the federal we'll government, be down the drain. We'll just be going down we'll Going into the sea. Yes. Yes. And that is actually unfair. So, you want to call on President Buhari to step in, right? Of course. <laughs> and he's good person, he's good office. He uses um, all the powers at his disposal to come to Nigeria. <laughs> Let's hope uh, President Buhari hears you. That's how we draw the curtain today on uh, Money Radio. You have been on today's Energy Focus program. And thank you very much uh, for being here with us. Thank you to our producers. Uh, thank you to you most, uh, our followers. We encourage you to always uh, stay tuned to leadership podcasts. Money Radio, this is where we discuss economic and financial issues affecting you as a person and the entire country. So, I want to say thank you very much. Our last message for you is uh, stay safe, stay blessed, uh, go and get your job. Anyway, uh, COVID 19 is real. Have a nice day. Thank you for watching. For sponsorship and advert placements, please contact 080-3688-6158. Last Word Leadership Podcast Studio. You have the last word. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.